Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett. I'm Lee. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon. This is Don't Tread on America. And I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is September 19th, 2022, Monday. Right? Monday, September 19th. It's almost uh, winter. It's getting cold out there. I think it dropped all the way down to 88 today. It's freezing. Nipples got a little hard. (laughs) All right, guys. Welcome to the show. Also... Um, don't forget about our new sponsor to the show, guys. Please check out the website, ChristianLawson.com. Christian Lawson Watches. Use promo code DTOM at checkout. Get 30% off your purchase price. Check them out. High-quality watches designed by Christian Lawson in London, England. And uh, good watches. Hopefully mine will be here this week. Uh, I've been tracking it. It's like... Waiting for Santa to show up, but it should be here hopefully this week. Um, and then I will uh, put some stuff on on social media. With that being said, go to uh, Don't Tread on America, Don't Tread on America, on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. And uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's dtom underscore seventeen seventy five. And uh, if you want to follow me on the Ticker Talker, it is pcgc underscore seventeen seventy five. All right, guys. Got a short show for you today, which means it'll be two hours long. No, I'm joking. Um, seriously, uh, not really a whole lot going on. Uh, I think they're finally putting the queen into the ground, so maybe, uh, you know, some other things will happen. Um, obviously, there's been a few things that happened this weekend. Uh, troll levels uh, at a full-time high between uh, former President Donald J. McGillicuddy Trump and uh, the beloved governor of the beautiful state of Florida, Ronnie Double D. DeSantis. We'll get into that. And then uh, a couple of other things here. Uh, looks like uh, we got some good news from our current president, Joseph R. McGillicuddy. And then um, there's just, just one little thing popped up on the news cycle. Uh, there's not a whole lot about it. I'm just going to touch on that. And it's about... What's happening with with the world? So that'll be about an hour of the show now. Um, 
basically just what's going on with Russia, Ukraine, and how it affects all of us. All right, guys. So did anyone catch the Trump rally this weekend in Ohio? And if so, or even if you caught highlights of it, did you notice the flag at the Trump rally? So um, I'm going to play this. This is his closing remarks at the at the rally. And um, just just listen to how he closes the speech off and what we'll talk about on the backside. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country. And it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. We will stand up to the radical left lunatics and rhinos and we will fight for America like no one has ever fought before. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot meet. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never, ever, ever, ever back down. As long as we are confident and united, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a small chance of victory. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and to God alone. My fellow citizens, this incredible journey we're on together has only just begun, and it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious American nation. So with the help of everyone here today and citizens all across our land, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Ohio. God bless you. Thank you, Ohio. Thank you. I think the uh, closing song is a very interesting one. Hold on. I'm coming. Sugar water. So it's interesting. Obviously, he wasn't referring, when he closing the speech, he wasn't referring to just Democrats. He wasn't referring to just Biden. Right? He wasn't. He was referring to the deep state. That has nothing to do with Republicans, uh, Democrats, or anything of the sort. This is about the deep state. Um, the interesting thing is about all of this was a couple of things. Okay. He hasn't declared that he's running yet, but it pretty much sounds like he's running. Right. Um, and it, it's interesting. Um, neither him nor DeSantis has declared that there, no one really has, I should say, um, you know, there's rum, rumblings of, um, Mike Pomp- Pompeo, Pompano, whatever his name is, the ex, you know, Secretary of State running, possibly. 
I've heard Pence. Obviously, we've heard Trump. We've heard DeSantis. No one's actually come out and said, yeah, I'm running. Um, I, I think it goes like this. I think if Trump does run, DeSantis won't run. Um, I think there's something going on there. I, I, I don't know if, if, if DeSantis is going to end up being the VP or if he just doesn't do anything, remains governor of Florida, closes out his term here when he wins for his second term, and then um, runs in 28 or whatever. But regardless of that, uh, for someone that hasn't declared whether or not they're running, it sure as hell sounds like he's running. But I think the most important or the most talked about thing that no one's really talking about, but the one thing that was obvious if you watched him coming onto the stage or even leaving was the American flag that was hanging in the the entryway there and it was a flag hanging like you would hang any other flag only thing there was no stars on the flag so I think it breezed by a lot of people the news that was covering the uh, the rally didn't really talk about the flag and um, so you, you asked the question you know there were no stars on the flag at the rally. So what what does that mean? Okay. So, you know, last night as, well, the other night as Trump entered and exited the stage, for those who don't know what an American flag without stars means, your best bet is to ask somebody uh, in the military. And um, <clears throat> the simple answer is this. It's, it's to surrender. American flag without stars tells your enemy that further aggression on their part will mean total annihilation, complete destruction, or obliteration. If you're the enemy and you choose to surrender, you'll be treated well. So, now, obviously that's in times of war. Um, it was basically so you'd have a ship, let's say, or a tank, or whatever the case may be. If you or or if you know if you approached a base of some sort, if you approached and you're the enemy, whatever government, whatever country, whatever, whatever, you approach that army base, that naval ship, whatever the case may be, and there's no flag, there's no uh, stars on that flag. That's your warning. Here's your opportunity to surrender. You will be treated well. You will not face annihilation. But we're letting you know. That if you don't, you will. Now, obviously, he's not sending a message to Russia or China or anything like that. This was to the DOJ, the FBI, the deep state. This is his warning to those people. It's kind of like one of those, you know, you know how you see people on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and they'll put the, if you know, you know, you know, hashtag what is it, I-Y-K-Y-K or whatever, if you know, you know, right? That's one of those if you know, you know scenarios. Like he could have put hashtag if you know, you know. Um, you know <laughs> The things that are going on with uh, the DOJ, the Department of Joe, and uh, the FBI, and all these entities, and it's not even just what they're doing to Trump, but the people around Trump 
or the, the some of the people that aren't even necessarily around Trump that just support Trump, support whatever the case may be, and they're still being, you know, doors knocked, subpoenas served, phones taken. This is his warning to those people, you better knock it off. Because I, I'll, I'll say this about that. I, I There's a part of me that kind of just wants DeSantis to run. I think he'll go in there and kind of be Trump-like, but not quite as bombastic, if that's a good word to use there. But there's kind of a part of me that wants Trump to run just for the fact that it's going to be interesting to to see all the crap that he's been going through for the last, what, five, six years? I'm not even talking about the, since he's not been president. I'm talking about the, the whole time he was president and afterwards. It'd be interesting to see the revenge factor, you know, and and I'll and I also say this if if there if he talks all this noise and all the stuff that you've seen go on and then he doesn't do anything, like when he was running before, all we heard about was drain the swamp, drain the swamp, we're gonna drain the swamp, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna make America great, we're gonna drain the swamp. And then he half the cabinet and the people that he hires do to, to support him were part of the swamp. Now, was it a situation where he just didn't know any better? He took advice from people that he thought he could trust? Maybe. Will he make that a mistake a second time? Hopefully not. Um, this very well could be a situation where he knows the players of the game now. You're not going to... Kind of the George Bush thing. Yeah, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on, you know, the thing, man. Come on. But, uh, you know, seriously, I think, and, and that's what all of this is. This is what the last six years has been about. Not even the last two years. The last six, since he won the presidency, they've been trying to get him out of office. And then they get him out of office. They know they fucked up and they rigged the shit to get him out of office. So now you have to spend the next four years, which has been the last two, getting him to not be able to, to run for president you're not going to shut him up so what you really have to do is throw enough shit at the keep on throwing shit at the fan and the wall and see what sticks they're whether they they're going to get people like us and especially people like me where you're kind of like i don't know if i want to deal with that bullshit let's just get desantis in there but then you have his staunch followers that are like, I want to see where this goes. And I, I, I'm kind of, I'm on the mix. I'm, I'm mixed. I'm on the borderline. And I, I think that the deep state, and I'm not even going to say the Democrats, I must say the deep state, is just trying to keep on keeping on, so to speak, to discourage people from voting for him. Like, you might be a diehard Republican, and there's no way in hell you're voting for Joe Biden for a second term or whoever they parade up there. I can't imagine it's going to be Joe, but whoever that person is. But you you have people that will say, I'm just not going to vote. So, you know, the, the some people will say Biden won because they cheated, they rigged, they did whatever. Okay, whatever. You can believe that. Some people do. A lot of people do. And I'm not saying they're wrong. If you watch 20, uh, what was it, 20 mules or 20,000, whatever that, <laughs> 2,000 mules, um, 
It's a very convincing show, movie, that makes you believe that. But if you just believe that there was a, a ton of people that didn't want to have to deal with the Trump bullshit again, and they just voted for Biden, but now they have the Biden buyer's remorse, right? Um, those people just won't vote. You see what I'm saying? So they're hoping that worst-case scenario, they'll throw enough shit up against the wall that you'll just won't get people to vote. Um, and that very well could be the case. But it's just interesting to see that if his, if his sole intention was to hang that flag with no stars for this reason, and if you know, you know, it, it makes me wonder if, if anything will change because of it. I would venture a guess and say probably not, but it is interesting. So on to <laughs> the next proposed or supposed or potential uh, person running is uh, our governor here in the free state of Florida, Ronnie Double D DeSantis. He's achieved, in my opinion, platinum status level for trolling of the liberals and the soapbox i.e. the mainstream media. So, um, obviously, we all saw what happened this past weekend with him sending the plane up to, uh, with uh, 50 immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard. So here is a, uh, she's a uh, immigration attorney up, up in Massachusetts. I don't know her name offhand. I don't know that she says it or anything. I'm going to go ahead and play this. It's a little lengthy. I'll probably talk in between her, so you'll hear the volume go up and down. And I'm going to contradict everything she says. So here we go. Arrived last night, make it clear that they were lied to again and again and fraudulently induced to board. Okay. Arrived last Hello. What the fuck? Arrived last night, make it clear that they were lied to again and again and fraudulently induced to board the planes. They were told there was a surprise present for them. So she's actually talking about DeSantis sending these people to Massachusetts, not Biden sending them other places. This was obviously a sadistic lie. Not only did those responsible for this stunt know that there was no housing and no employment awaiting the migrants, they also very intentionally chose not to call ahead to any single office authority on Martha's Vineyard so that even the most basic human needs arrangements could be made. In like opening one of your bed and breakfast, your multiple. I mean, you're not talking, it wasn't thousands of people. It was 50, actually it was 48 people. 48 people. You don't have a hotel in Martha's Vineyard? Ensuring that no help awaited the migrants at all was the entire point. Just like when they cross the border illegally and we ship them to wherever, whether they are in Texas, Arizona, Florida. And, and that's what I want to get to here in a second. I'll let her they finish her rhetoric here. They were provided with a cartoonishly simple map of Martha's Vineyard and the United States and a brief brochure containing snippets from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts website and instructions to change their address with USCIS when they relocated. This is especially troubling as anyone with even the most basic understanding of the immigration proceedings knows that USCIS was not the agency with whom the migrants would have to record their addresses and has nothing to do with their cases in any way. 
It is clear that this was an intentional attempt to ensure that these migrants were removed in absentia when they failed to change their address with the proper agency. This was a purposeful derailment designed to prevent people from complying with federal immigration policies. This is problematic because the state should not be interfering with federal immigration policy. So is it federal immigration policy for them to just place these migrants where they want to, if that's okay? The migrants were processed by agents of the Department of Homeland Security who listed falsified addresses on the migrants' Okay, so hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop her. Department of Homeland Security, who runs that? That's the Biden people, right? That's not DeSantis or Abbott or anyone else. That's... That's a federal agency, right? Okay. Agents apparently chose random homeless shelters all across the country from Washington to Florida to list the migrants' mailing addresses, even when told by the migrants that they had no address in the U.S. No According shit, they're migrants. According to the paperwork provided to them, the migrants are required to check in with ICE office nearest to the fake address chosen for them by DHS or be permanently removed from the United States. Oh, no. With some required to check in as early as this coming Monday. Oh, God forbid. They'd have to get off their ass and do something. It could not be clearer that this is an attempt to ensure that these people are ordered removed even as they try as hard as they can to comply with the instructions provided to them. There is no other reason to list as someone's mailing address a homeless shelter in Tacoma, Washington, when they ship him to Newsflash, if you don't have a residency, you give a homeless address their uh, immigration law. People fleeing violence and oppression, some of whom walked through 10 countries in the hopes of finding safety. It is shameful and inhuman. Many of these victims were deprived of medical care despite clear existing injuries. These are human beings who were deprived of basic human rights. To the people who find themselves, these wonderful people, who find themselves plane wrecked on our island. Did the plane wreck? Did I miss that one? Did the plane actually crash? I don't think. They took a private jet to Martha's Vineyard, one of the richest properties of land in this country. plane didn't crash. No one died. I have a message for all of them. You are not alone. We have your backs. We are proud to be here for you. And we've got you. Okay. So we're proud to have you. We got your backs. We got you. We got you. Right? Okay. So uh, <laughs> the migrants are now staying at a military base on Cape Cod after being relocated to the mainland. <laughs> but we got you here in Martha's Vineyard. We got you on that plane and shipping your ass right the fuck back out of here because we can't have your kind on our island unless you're cleaning our hotel rooms or working in our yards. Okay, so let's call it as it is. It was 48 migrants who were asked if they wanted to go. They said yes. They got on the plane. They left. But here's the interesting thing. Okay. Where... How do these migrants get to Florida? Okay, Florida doesn't border Mexico. We don't border any country. We border water in Georgia and Alabama. Okay? <laughs> so where did these 
people who walk through, what did she say, 10 countries to get here, get to Florida. They didn't walk across the Gulf of Mexico. I'm pretty sure they didn't. Is it the fact that Biden sent 70 secret night flights of migrants from border to Florida? This is a story from last year, last November. More than 70 flights transporting migrants from the southern border, border to Jacksonville have landed in the dark of night in recent months as the Biden administration struggles to empty overflowing border facilities. The office of Florida Governor Ronnie Double D. DeSantis said, <laughs> it is the first time in the state of Florida has disclosed the number of confirmed flights arriving in the state since the summer. The governor's office has scrambled in recent weeks to uncover who is facilitating the mystery flights landing in northern Florida, but the Biden administration has refused to disclose any information, one official said. Over 70 air charter flights on jetliner airlines uh, coming from southwest border have landed in Jacksonville International Airport. Um, on average, there are 36 passengers on each of these flights, and that has been going on over the course of the summer through September. Now, this was this past last summer, not the current year we're in. Point being is this. Biden sent 70 secret flights with roughly 36 people per plane. Quick math, 220-something people, right? Biden, DeSantis, sends 48 to Massachusetts, a place that is supposedly a sanctuary state, so we're helping them out with their sanctuary status. The DeSantis administration used funds... Oh, wait, before, before I read this, I want to I back to this article real quick. Uh, obviously, the intelligencer is a left-leaning uh, uh, commie rag. I'll read it how they wrote it. Governor Ron DeSantis vowed on Friday to continue to use Florida taxpayer dollars to fund more stunts like this, one his office orchestrated earlier in the week when it misled, then flew a group of migrants to him. No, he didn't. He, he didn't. Um, well, here you go. The migrant flights likely Governor DeSantis, the legislator, gave me 12 mil. <laughs> the DeSantis administration used funds from a new state program to, uh, to relocate immigrants without legal status. So you had a situation where the, uh, the administration used funds from a new state program, state program that went through the Congress and the Senate in the state of Florida, was passed, and the funds were allocated to do this thing. He didn't use taxpayers. Like he said, okay, well, instead of fixing those roads, we're going to ship these people to Martha's Vineyard. Didn't work like that. He's using the money that was allocated for this. But let's back up to two years ago. And maybe you'll find out why these people are doing the things they're doing. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. So, you know, the, the reason 
the border is a is a mess. Is a couple of things. Number one, they stop stop building the wall. I saw a thing over the weekend where the amount of people that have come that have that they have that they know about the, the amount of people that they know about that are in this country illegally. It's cost this country over twenty billion. Is it twenty billion? I think twenty billion dollars. Roughly twenty billion point whatever, but twenty billion dollars to help. You know whether it's moving them here or there, housing them, feeding them, whatever the case may be. Twenty billion dollars. It would have cost sixteen billion to finish. Actually, it wouldn't even cost sixteen billion to finish the wall. It was sixteen billion to do the wall. That was already what halfway done or something like that. Which it still cost that much because they still paid the contractors because the contractors had a a uh, contract with the government to build the wall. Just because the wall got stopped being built didn't mean the contractors didn't get paid. So we actually still spent the money to pay the fucking people to build the wall that didn't get built. But that's our government for us. You wonder why we're trillions upon trillions of dollars in a deficit? It's because we have people that run this government financially run this government they don't have a fucking clue they they would go bankrupt running a damn lemonade stand it's those types of things you can't run a business and constantly take a loss and be successful we were it's just it's amazing i think the thing that's so frustrating about all this is the the total hypocrisy we're doing 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 we're going to send people here we're going to fly them here we're going to fly them to florida we're going to fly them to Colorado, we're going to fly them to Minnesota, we're going to fly them wherever, that's okay. But once you do it, that's bullshit. They're losing their shit over Abbott sending these folks to to uh, New York and to D.C. <laughs> Not only to D.C., but they dropped them off in front of uh, Kamala's house. That was, that was pretty... It's almost like competition now. Between Ducey in Arizona, Abbott and uh, DeSantis, of who can fuck with these people the most simple solution guys close the fucking border keep the people from coming in here process them i mean i read a story where the reason these venezuelan people are being pushed into the united states because mexico doesn't want them so my question to mexico is why in the fuck are they coming through y'all's southern border keep them in guatemala solve the problem don't let them cross your border either Mexico is not a small fucking country. So they're covering a lot of land between your southern border and our southern border. But uh, I don't know. I just think it's interesting how you're seeing all these people come out saying, uh, oh, DeSantis should be human trafficking. Okay, well, number one, if you're going to do that, then you have to get Abbott and you have to get Ducey. But if you're going to do that, you're also going to have to get Biden. You're going to have to get Homeland Security. You're going to have to get all these other people that are moving these people around. You make it sound like DeSantis. And number one, the flight didn't even come out of Florida. It came out of Texas. Okay. So there's there's one thing. But you're making it sound like we you know, flew a plane in there in the darkness of night, fucking put a hood over all these people, threw them on a plane, and shipped them to Martha. It didn't work like that. Okay. You're trying to say well they should be in florida because they're venezuelan and in florida's got a higher population than venezuelan okay what does that have to do with the price of tea in china unless they have family there and even then 
knock on the door, come in the right way. I think the whole point that everyone's missing is this. Chicago, New York, D.C., Martha's Vineyard are all, they all pass sanctuary status, sanctuary city status. You know, there's cities in California, the state of California, did the same thing. And I'm sure there's other towns and other cities in other places in this country. I say send them all these fucking places. You guys want them? Cool, take them. They only want them because they know they're not going to come all the way to fucking Massachusetts. They're going to end up in Florida, Georgia, Alabama. They're going to end up in these southern states. But I'm not telling you guys (laughs) something you don't already know, obviously. So anyway, on to some good news. From uh, President... Joseph R. McGillicuddy, are you ready? Here we go. Is President first Detroit auto show in three years? Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. There you go. Pandemic's over. Mark it. It is uh, September 19th. Uh, pandemic is over. You heard it from the man himself. Only problem is, is uh, they might want to let New York City know because they literally just fired 850 teachers and school aides for not being fully vaccinated. <laughs> Here's the thing. When your president comes out and says, pandemic's over, we're back to normal, people aren't wearing masks, Here, here's the interesting thing. And people that listen to the show that live in Florida know, know this. <laughs> if you know, you know, right? But for those of you that don't know, the pandemic's been over. It's been over in Florida for a solid, what, year? What are we in? This is 22, shit, a year and a half? (laughs) Maybe a little longer? In the state of Florida? It's been over. Because our governor actually listened to the science, had a, or has a uh, surgeon general in the state who has a brain and isn't manipulated by partisan politics, actually follows the science, doesn't follow a book deal. And uh, we have been mask-free, six-feet distance-free, and full restaurants since the middle of twenty. For shits and giggles, I'll say we were 100% open by about this time, 20. So it's probably been damn near two years we've been we've been out of the pandemic in this state. So welcome to the other 49 states of this country that has finally caught up. I just think it's the one thing that kills me is this, especially living in this state. And you guys will understand what I'm talking about, especially if you don't live in Florida as time goes by. And most states have pretty much relaxed masks and six feet and you have your restaurants back to full capacity. I'm not saying this is like, oh, he announced it. So now everything's going to go back. Most states have already released COVID situations. But uh, (laughs) you... um, you still see these people, and, and this, the people in Florida know what I'm about to say. When you go to the grocery store, you go to Walmart, you go to wherever, you still see these people wearing masks. And, and you know damn well 
they're double, triple, quadruple vaxxed. And guarantee you, if you ask them, they've had COVID at least once, probably twice. But they still follow the charade. I, I don't get it. I used to love going into the stores when all this bullshit started. And I never wore I refused to wear a mask. And people would look at you with their eyes so wide. I remember me and my wife, Christmas, two years ago, we were in a, in a store shopping. And uh, it was at, like a department store. And mask required, mask required. Um, and we're like, I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just used to give them the old, I got a medical condition. And they can't say anything. But people are too afraid to speak out against authority. They were like, oh, yes, we got to wear a mask. So we were standing in line waiting to pay. And it, like I said, it was, it was busy time of year. And even though for the most part... In Florida, we were done with restrictions. You still had private businesses that required whatever upon entry. But they really couldn't do anything. They could ask you to comply, but you didn't have to. And most people didn't. But a lot of people did. And it was funny. We're standing in line. This lady looks back at us. And we're not even kind of not wearing a mask. We didn't. No mask. I never wore a mask to begin with. It was, if, if like, I'd go to a doctor, I'd wear one of those gaiters or whatever they're called. Because I still have to wear a mask when I go to the doctors. Because, you know, you would think the people that should know, know, and they don't know. But nonetheless. Um, she looks at back at us, and she's like, you know, she says something to her husband. And she's like, I don't have mask. I'm like, I told my wife I'm under talking about us. She goes, what are they saying? I don't know. So the lady looks at us and she goes, how come, how can you be in here without a mask on? Because I'm not wearing a mask. They didn't say anything? No. Boom. Mask right off. <laughs> We're like, uh, you're welcome for that freedom. And that's what it took was people to see other people not complying. It was kind of funny. You go to the grocery store and there was always that one other couple. At least there was always that one other couple, maybe two that were in the same boat, and you give them that look like, yeah, buddy, how's it going? Like, they knew. They knew you knew you know you know, right? But we're past that, and it's going to take this country that same level of attitude. Look what this government put us through with all this bullshit. You don't think this was a test to see what else they could pull over y'all's eyes? <laughs> Just wait. It's about to get real good. All right, in closing, I told you it'd be a short show. <laughs> Top U.S. general urges high alert due to concern over what Putin may do. Now, I don't know how, how closely y'all are following the Ukraine-Russia situation, obviously, because there's really not a whole lot of talk. So supposedly, believe it for what it's worth, take it for what it's worth, Russia's getting their ass kicked again. Okay, cool, whatever. I think the idea is General Mark Milley, the current chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I don't know why they had to put current in there. I just I thought that was interesting. Uh, paid a visit Saturday, uh, Sunday to a military base in Warsaw, Poland, that is aiding Ukraine in its efforts to against Russian forces. Speaking after the visit, Milley said that Moscow's reaction to its recent failures cannot be predicted and urged troops to stay vigilant among tense situations. Reuters reported he also said that U.S. forces in Europe are not considered to be under 
an increased threat despite the need for vigilance. Uh, Millie says, the war is not going well for Russia right now, so it's incumbent upon us to maintain a high states of readiness. Um, in the conduct of war, you just don't know how high, how high the degree of certainty will be and what will happen next. So there's been rumblings, I guess would be a good way to put it, that Putin's threatened or is threatening nuclear war. I don't want to say nuclear war, but nuclear retaliation, I guess. So essentially, let's let's just assume for a second that what we're hearing is true. Okay. Uh, is Putin gonna play the it's my ball, I'm going to go home, I'm taking my ball and going home scenario. And by that I mean, is he going to be like, cool, you guys want to play games? All we want to do is help these people in the Donbass region and Crimea. But you want to play reindeer games? Cool, here's a couple of nukes for you. Um, I don't think, because <laughs> contrary to popular opinion, a lot of the destruction that's going on in Ukraine is being done by the Azov Battalion believe it don't believe it whatever look it up um putin never set out to destroy anything he set out to free what he believed to be russian citizens whether they are they aren't i'm not here to make that argument i'm just telling you what a lot of people believe putin was thinking Ukraine is ancient Russian territory. Okay, yes, Ukraine is its own country. I'm not disputing that. But the landmarks, you can't help but know that the landmarks in the Ukraine are that of old mother Russia. Okay, it's old Russian territory. It's Russian, I mean, years upon years, I say years, centuries upon centuries ago, that was the capital of Russia. Okay. A lot of the buildings, the old buildings there, are Russian buildings. A lot, that's why you have what's going on going on in a lot of these regions. These people believe they are Russian. They don't believe that they are Ukraine. So to make this assertion that Putin is going to nuke Ukraine is stupid. Anything that's been destroyed in that country by the Russians, if you've noticed, has been newer buildings. When World War II happened and Hitler stormed through all of Europe, he gave two shits about the history of the land that he was ravaging. I guess is a good word to, good word to put it. He could care less that he's destroying whatever buildings he was destroying in those in different countries. If you've noticed, you look at some of the news media footage and stuff like that, none of these old buildings are being touched. Why is that? Why do you think that these buildings that are two, three, four hundred years old, that are old Russian buildings, that have Russian, whether there be churches or whatever the case may be, all the buildings that are being destroyed, whether it be by Russia or Ukrainian forces, are newer buildings. If 
Putin's main objective was to go through and clear the land, he would have already done that. This wasn't a destruction-minded tour of the Ukraine. This was, I mean, take take it for what it's worth. Believe Putin, don't believe Putin, but I think actions speak louder than words. I think his main objective was to free the people that believe that they were Russian citizens. Is it right? Is it wrong? That's not my choice to decide. That's not for me to decide. That's You can make your own decisions. Um, I think we don't know half of the story. I don't even know if we know a quarter of the story. But the fact of the matter is, if, if Putin's main objective was to go in there and take that land, he would have bombed the fucking shit out of it. He wouldn't have rolled tanks. He wouldn't have rolled troops. He would have fucking air-bombed them. So, think about that before you make the decision that Putin would nuclear strike. That's just another way for our government to propagate fear and say, oh, he's going to drop a bomb, he's going to drop it. No, he's not. He's not looking for that annihilation because if that was the case, he would have already done it. Maybe not nuclear, but he would have gone through and just airbombed the shit out of that whole country, and there would have been a damn thing they would have done about it. All right. But I'm sure... There'll be more to this story as time goes on. This is a relatively new story. And like I said, it's all propaganda on both sides. So take it for what it's worth. All right, guys. With that being said, it is Monday, September 19, 2022. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy that New World Order show I did on Friday. Um. Got, well, I'm not going to get into my personal situation with my health. That will be a story. That's another developing story. We'll just say that. How does that sound? So hopefully I'll be able to stay persistent with the shows three days a week. But we'll have to see how things go. And uh, once I know more, you guys will know more. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And uh, for that matter, uh, Sugar Water, check out our sponsors. (laughs) <laughs> redcon1.com promo code T20Quartermas christianlawson.com check out the watches Christmas is right around the corner guys get you something nice for your wife ladies they got men's watches too 30% off use promo code DTOM D-T-O-M at checkout save 30% off your bill sugar water guys also get you some makers mark once again, holiday season's upon us. Time to drink some drinks. All right, guys. You have a splendiferous day. you the rest of your Monday. And uh, I will do my darndest to be back here on Wednesday. And uh, you guys have a great day. And uh, if you can't love who you want to love, then love the one you with. Right? Sure. You guys have a great day. And I will talk to you again on Wednesday.